right, so Robbie, let's just start with, uh, yeah, uh, you log on to Wikipedia, you type in Robbie Payne. What does it say there? Give us the first uh, two, three sentences. Uh, yeah, I would say probably uh, hockey player, outdoorsman, uh, husband, dog, dad. Nice. Okay. All right, dog. perfect. I have a uh, golden retriever wiener dog mix. Oh my gosh, that sounds like the cutest dog. <laughs> yeah. Welcome once again, everybody, to the Monsters Eye View podcast. We're presented by PropSwap and very excited for this 14th episode as we are just a few very short days away from the end of the regular season for the Cleveland Monsters. Tony Brown here with you. Happy as always to be joined by my co-host, Nicole Del Villano. And Nicole, good guest today. They always are great guests on the Monsters Eye View podcast. We have a very high standard in terms of the booking here, as you know, but... I love this guest because it's such an interesting tale of how he found his way into the Monsters family here. The, the normal path is maybe you're drafted by the Blue Jackets and you get assigned, or maybe you're targeted and signed as a free agent, but it happens every year. Guys emerge out of the ECHL, they get a call-up opportunity, then they just play so well that they force the hand of the AHL team and they play their way right into a contract. And that is what our guest today has done this year. It's Robbie Payne, Monsters forward, who has uh, really become popular, I think, with the fans for his creative approach to the game, especially in the offensive zone. But I don't know about you, Nicole. I just really enjoyed hearing sort of a different different path uh, that he took to find his way right here to Cleveland. You know, every path is great, but definitely every time I work and I get to like you were saying, get to see a guy come up from the ECHL, get an AHL contract. Some cases, even I know one team I worked with, a guy went on to get an NHL contract too. And like, I always tell people when I'm talking about working in the AHL, I was like, those are a lot of the things that I just really enjoy seeing because especially, you know, Robbie playing so well on the ice, that chance for him to have that opportunity. But as we uh, heard in this episode and you guys will hear, he's also just an interesting guy and his his path in particular, we won't spoil too much, but man, there he threw us right for a loop real early there. Yeah, lots of lots of cool stuff he's up to and a lot of things not involving hockey, which is which is cool to hear because it can be so consuming. I mean, obviously it is consuming during the season for the players. It's like almost a 24-7 kind of uh, fire hose of hockey all the time. But I, I think it's awesome to hear when guys have plenty of varied interests outside of the game, too, because I think it just allows you to keep perspective on what it is we're doing here. So um, great stuff from Robbie Payne. Really excited to share that conversation with you guys in just a minute. We wanted to talk now about a couple of, you know, things the Monsters have been up to on the ice as we approach the end of the year. But first, a quick word from our friends at PropSwap. But the NBA playoffs are set and have been set, and PropSwap is the best place to turn the hardwood into cold, hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams, then sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship futures all playoff long. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting the trophy. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. All right, let's talk monsters. Nicole, uh, Cleveland, we are recording this. Full disclosure on the 25th. It's a Monday of April. So Cleveland is just coming off two big wins over the Rochester Americans 
2-0 victory on Sunday the 24th in the tail end of a home-and-home the previous day, a 4-2 win in Rochester. And, you know, you play a team 10 times the way the Monsters and Amherst have. You know, we've seen it throughout the year. The rivalry just blossoms, you know, and it just sort of, you know, kind of like mold or something. It just spreads and gets bigger and nastier as the season goes on. Definitely the case uh, with the Monsters and Amherst. And these were a couple of really hard-fought, tight-checking games in Cleveland, despite being out of the playoffs was able to share the misery a little bit with these two wins. So satisfying victories and nice to have some positivity at the end of the season, I think. Bogey talks a lot about it in this game, about how even though we're out of the playoffs, it's definitely, and with you two, we're out of the playoffs, they're still going into every game looking to put out a full effort. And especially after a weekend like this, you know, it's it definitely seems like that's exactly what the guys are doing. It was nice to see London Marshall get his shutout on Sunday. So that was a fun update to get there and be able to keep following up on because we've had an interesting season going there and he's had an interesting start, but that's, Got to be great for him to get that. Uh, You took the words out of my mouth. That was awesome. Any of our radio listeners know for the games that the Monsters win, we have an interview live on the air immediately following the game with a player. And so, of course, we had to talk to Lyndon after he turns in 38 saves in just his second AHL start, fourth pro game, third AHL appearance. And, and it was it was just so much fun. I mean, and it was not one of those games where he wasn't under duress and he could coast. He had to battle hard, especially in that third period when Rochester had all of their stars on the ice. They're so desperate trying to save their season. And uh, he was just massively under duress. Marshall was, but great to talk to him. Uh, he, he was, um, I think he used the word honored when describing how he felt about the chance to join the monsters here at the end of his college season and college career with RPI and a uh, funny wrinkle here too. I got this one from John Hamry, our video coach. Uh, Hammer tells me that Seth Appert, the head coach for Rochester actually recruited Linden to go to RPI once upon a time. So it's another case of the hockey world bringing people back together that uh, it, it had once aligned. So uh, really cool stuff for Lyndon Marshall, an amazing moment for him. You know, great for the team as well to be able to do that for him, to close down defensively, help him get to the finish line there and get a win in the process. So definitely some good vibes here. And we have got just two games left. Can you believe that on the season schedule? On the road Wednesday, uh, the 27th here in Lehigh Valley. And then how nice is this, Nicola? You know it. When, when the season ends and the team is at home, even if, uh, you know, you're not going to the playoffs or whatever, it's just better to wrap it up in your own building, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be really nice. And, you know, um, it's our annual fan salute game. And it's going to be the first time in a couple of years that we're able to sort of return to a more normal pre-COVID feel for that fan salute night too. All right. Well, we have talked enough about other stuff. Let's get to the meat and potatoes today. And that's our chat with Robbie Payne. So after a quick break, we'll come back with Robbie Payne. It's the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by PropSwap. Stay with us for Nicole Delvolano, Tony Brown, here with us. back to the beginning of the season and where you were at not only physically with with Adirondack and all that but but mentally and thinking about the year your goals for the season you know what what did September October look like for you this season yeah it was a uh it was an interesting summer that's for sure last year I I didn't think I was going to play come the fall I was 
pretty much set on not playing. I had all my ducks in a line to to go a different direction. And then as the season crept up on me, I I got more and more uh, missing the game, and I just I just missed the the battling and the 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 everyday being with the guys in the locker room and and just talking with all the guys in the locker room that kind of thing. A couple of weeks before the season, I I called my coach in Adirondack um, probably a month or so before the season. Called him, asked if uh, he was still looking for players. Uh, he was he, he was willing to bring me back and so yeah i ended up in adirondack and and that that was a good spot for me and i really enjoyed uh getting back to playing and, and getting that that opportunity to battle again and, and be in those situations so yeah that, that's kind of how the season started and my outlook for the year was just uh excited to play you know i have a quick uh follow-up question off what you said because I think just in general, it's something that we like to know, fans like to know, but just, you know, as you were thinking and you weren't really expecting to come back, what does that next step? Like, what were you planning to do? Do you, uh, I know, obviously you saw where you went to school and everything. Were you going to like use your degree? Did you have something sort of in the works or... What did that look like? Yeah, during COVID, I actually, uh, for a short period of time, I was teaching pre-calculus at a private school and coaching a JV hockey team. So I did that for a little bit. Um, that didn't end up working out uh, long-term, but uh, then I moved into another job. I, I had a job over the summer that was uh, at a startup that worked on people with large medical bills and they would they would negotiate medical bills down. And that was what I did. And I was a, a manager there. I, had, I probably had seven people reporting to me and I had a pretty good job doing that, but it wasn't hockey and it wasn't it wasn't going to going to the rink every day. And that's what I miss most. What an interesting conversation to have as you decided to go back to hockey to just, you know, tell them that that's what you're going back to. That's awesome. I'm glad. I know Tony will probably say the same, but I'm glad how the seasons worked out for you, especially that. Let's uh, let's drill down on this a little bit though, Rob, because, you know, I, I think it's interesting. A lot of fans, you know, think about the game, players, staff members, coaches, and they forget that there's like humans here too. They're not just robots that are out there. to. So, so I'm just curious as you, were exploring potentially going in some different directions here and maybe you know hitting the end of your journey in hockey what was maybe motivating your thoughts to to look elsewhere here was, was it just too much of a grind or, or like sort of what factored into this whole decision I, I wanted to play one more year um, at the start of the COVID, uh, the whole COVID situation. I had just gotten called up to the AHL again. Um, I was with Hartford for maybe 24 hours and then COVID shut the season down. So that was a, a big blow and it was a it was weird because you're you're working your way to get back to the league and, and to play, get the opportunity to play in the AHL again, and then it just ends. And so I was always thinking I wanted to go back. I wanted to go back. So the next, the following year, I was going to go back to play in Adirondack again. And the season was canceled right around December, right, right in that time period, just about December. And they canceled the season for good. It was delayed a couple of times. So as that happened, I, I was thinking, well, I'm going to have a year off. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get back to where I want to be. I, I can get back and play hockey. I can, I can definitely get back and find a team to play for, but I don't know if I could have made the impact that I wanted to. So I started looking other directions, thinking that I was going to have a full year off and kind of that's, that's where my thought process was. And one of the big things that drew me back is the fact that when it ended, it ended on a note that I didn't really, I wasn't happy with. I was, I, I was there. I, I had the opportunity to play in the AHL again, and then it ends before I actually get the chance to step on the ice. Yeah. It, it was such a disorienting time, right? I remember just that no one was certain about, anything that was going to happen, whether or not we'd have a season at all this year, much less a 76 game season and all that stuff. So just really interesting, I, I think, to hear about, uh, you know, your thought process there at the end of the year, because I know so many of us in, 
this industry were wondering what the future might hold if you'd go back uh, a year or two on the calendar there. We're talking here with Robbie Payne on the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by PropSwap and the NBA playoffs are set and PropSwap is the best place to turn the hardwood into cold hard cash. PropSwap's the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams, then sell your bets whenever you want. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. Uh, so, so moving along here, Robbie, let's flash forward a little bit. You're with Adirondack start of the year. Things are going well, you know, putting up numbers, a uh, big part of that team for sure. And the opportunity comes to join the monsters. So take us through how that all happened and how you ended up. In I think I was laying in bed around 10 o'clock at night. My coach, uh, he, he texts me and asked me if I wanted to go play, go play in Utica and Utica being Adirondacks AHL team. So I was like, Oh yeah, definitely. I'd love to get called up. Uh, get the opportunity to go play there. And uh, he said, well, it's going to be, playing against Utica. You're going to be, you're going to be playing against Utica. And I said, well, yeah, all the same. I'll, I'll, I'll go play. And he's like, they just want you for a couple games. Uh, they had, I believe they had a, a couple injuries right at that time. So when I, when I got called in, I was expecting to just go for a couple of days. I, I didn't pack anything. I packed uh, a pair of socks, a couple of pairs of underwear and met the team pretty much just wearing street clothes. And I met the team in Utica and expecting it just to last the two days. And it, it did end up only lasting two days. Initially I played on Friday and Saturday and in Utica. And then on Sunday uh, and Tuesday, I went to, I drove back and played with my uh, ECHL team uh, in Worcester and three rivers, which was quite the five day period, but it was, it was, it was all right. And then, yeah, right, right after that, right after that trip, Clarkie called me and asked if I would, if I would come back again and meet the team in Charlotte. And I, I jumped on the opportunity and really was really lucky to get the opportunity and, and, and I've been extremely happy since, you know, you kind of, you mentioned it was supposed to be a two day thing. We see that all the time throughout the season with tons of teams, you know, guys get called up filling in on a short term basis, but is any part of you thinking, Hey, I could play myself into a bigger role here or, or, you know, Hey, maybe I could do what you've done now, which is become a part of the team for the rest of the year. And then sew up next season too, with an AHL deal. So how much of that is like in your head when you get one of these short-term call-ups and, and how much are you just there to play and see what happens. Yeah. In, in the past, I've, when I got called up, I was in Springfield earlier in the year. And before, when I got called up to Hartford, I was, I was just nervous. I was, I was nervous to get back and see if I could make an impact again. And, and I, I wouldn't really play my game. And, and so when I got called up this time, I, I was told you're only going to be here two day, two games, like just go play your game. And, and so I did, I, I just, I just played the way that I, I would play anywhere else. And it was a little bit different of a mindset that I normally would have gone into uh, with the call up and, and it, it worked out. Yeah. So, you know, you made such a big impact for us. And so early into the signing and everything, I can tell you from working digital, I feel like I got a million messages from fans asking when we were going to sign you to a contract, especially when you were on, um, when did you still are, but your big offensive runs you've been doing for us. So to get the contract and next year all set, what was that like to just, uh, you know, I mean, even more learning about you that you were almost out of hockey that now not only did you play the season, but you're all tied up and everything too. How has that been for you and for your family, for your wife? It's been, it's been great, actually. Uh, I, again, I, I didn't know what was going to happen after the season. I, maybe I would have, maybe I would have stuck around if I, if I stayed in Adirondack, most likely it might, my career probably would have been over if I didn't get the opportunity to the AHL again. And so that was, that was kind of the conversation I had with my wife is that we would, we, we'd reassess at the end of the year, but most likely what was going to happen is I would end up end up hanging him up again if if I didn't have an opportunity like this and so getting the opportunity that really gives me that that extra motivation for the summer and just I know what it, I know what it's like to not play hockey for a year and and to to be retired or semi-retired and 
it's it gives me a lot of motivation going into next year. I'm really excited for the summer. Last summer, I didn't quite get the, the summer training that I wanted to get. And probably over the past 10, 15 games here lately, it's probably shown a little bit more where I didn't have the, the strength throughout the whole season. I, I kind of I started to tail off a little bit. That was part of my training over last summer. I wasn't able to get to where I want to be. So to be able to go into this summer, knowing what I'm what I want, where I want to be and, and have that extra motivation of, of not playing before. And, and yeah, I'm just, I'm super excited to, to get back here for next year. I just can't wait to get back. Talking here with Robbie Payne. It is episode 14 of the Monster Side View podcast presented by our friends at PropSwap. And Robbie, you know, that's, that's great to hear, man. Uh, we're really excited to have you in the fold next season too. And uh, you know, it's just crazy, isn't it? I mean, it kind of uh, makes you wonder like, uh, you know, was this sort of meant to be right? Because, you know, you find yourself in a completely different universe hockey wise now than you were a year ago and who could have possibly predicted it not just on the ice but off the ice too how's the transition gone with with your wife and, and just you know uprooting you know finding a new address basically in the middle of the season in a place you did not anticipate going it, it's been tough because when i was in adirondack it was only an hour and a half two hour drive i'd go home every off day i got to see my wife yeah. every weekend it, it was a nice little trip to go back every every weekend and being further away now i, I haven't been able to see her like i was and so she she actually did come out she surprised me one weekend and it was great but other than that i, I didn't really get to see her so um it, it's it's been tough but it, it works out you have a lot of facetime and other ways you can chat so it's uh it, you're away but she she's also extremely busy doing her own thing so she she works more than anybody i know so she she probably likes a little bit of alone time too Adirondack being in the Glens Falls area. I'm from Binghamton originally, so I have family up in Glens Falls, but also it's just a beautiful area in general. So when you were out there, did I know you just mentioned like commuting and everything. Did you live in that area or were you out a little bit further? What did you think of um, of that place? Because I just, I love Glens Falls. Um, I, I actually lived up in Lake George. I had a house to oh. myself there, just a nice little one bedroom that I that I had to myself. And it was a, it, it was a great spot. I, I really enjoyed it. They treat you very well in Adirondack. If anybody uh, is looking for a place to play in the coast, I couldn't recommend it more than, than playing there. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that now with the uh, Kalamazoo <laughs> probably being the, I, I haven't played there. So um, uh, I do know Booter a little bit down there, but yeah, you're not going to Kalamazoo, then uh, I highly recommend Adirondack. So yeah, the Adirondacks are, are beautiful. Sorry, Nicole, not to interject, but you mentioned in your intro too, that you're a, you're an outdoorsman, right? So like what kinds of stuff are you getting into up, uh, up in upstate New York when you have downtime? Yeah, I, I like to hike. I like to fish. Um, um, I don't get a lot of during the season. I don't. I don't do a whole lot when I'm in Adirondack. But I make my own maple syrup back home. I uh, tap the trees, do all that. Um, built a boat last during the COVID year as well. A little rowboat so I could fish on it. Just doing house projects all the time. So it's a. Uh, it's really something. It's a. Uh, being able to be in New Hampshire is where we're at. So um, in New Hampshire, there's a lot of uh, time and, and places that you can go, you know, hiking and on the water and all of that sort of thing. Lake George to uh, Glens Falls, that commute in the fall must have been amazing. <laughs> it, it was. It really was. It really was. That was uh, all the trees and everything. I went to school up in Plattsburgh, and that was driving. Driving that uh, that highway was one of our family's favorite things to do during the fall because it's just so yeah. beautiful out there. But that's pretty cool about the bow and the maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, I'm nice. starting uh, bees this summer as well. So that's the, uh, as soon as I get back, I'm starting the bee the beekeeping as well. So we'll see how that goes. So between you with all this stuff and Tyler Secura fixing up his camper, like we got some industrious players on the yeah. team this year. Cool. Yeah. Um, Tyler right. and I, we, uh, we went back and forth, Tyler and I, we went back uh, showing 
I, I also redid a camper, a, a motorhome over this past <laughs> summer. So we went swapping uh, pictures about what we were doing. His was a little bit more intense than what I did, but still fun to see. That's awesome. That's awesome. Talking here with Robbie Payne. It's episode 14 of the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by Prop Swap. And we're running out of time a little bit here, Robbie. So I was thinking uh, we would kick it over to Nicole. And Nicole, if you want to take over with this episode's shootout segment, go ahead. Okay. So for first round here, um, question I'm going to give you is, who uh, did you look up to when you were growing up as a hockey player? Like, who were your influences? Pavel Datsuk was my uh, was my hero. I, I loved watching him play, and the Magic Man was he was something else growing up and, and being able to idolize him. Okay. Um, next one here. I feel like you've hit a couple of things, but I'm curious if you've got anything else. But what would be something about you that would surprise Monster fans to know? Ooh. Um, I don't know. I, I think I touched on quite a few of them. I can regroup it then. What is your plan with the bees? Are you going to be harvesting your own honey? What is, what's that's, the goal? That's there? a goal. Yep. That's a goal. Um, my wife's family does it and they, they harvest their own honey and they, they spin it and all these other things. I'm not sure what they do exactly, but they're going to be showing me the ropes. So that's the plan. Well, that's interesting. I am on, for some reason, the bee side of TikTok. So I get to watch these people move the nest and harvest honey yep. and everything. So if you're ever looking to build a TikTok, there is a following out there. Yeah. Um, and last one, you could take a second to think about it before you answer too. Um, what piece of advice would you give kids? I mean, even honestly, um, just other athletes trying to make it in professional hockey. I would just say have fun with it. I mean, if you're not if you're not having fun, you're you're not going to go very far. And and you think about how many athletes there are out there that are playing hockey or any sport and the percentage that actually do make it professionally are, are very low. So um, spending 10 or 15 years of your life fighting to get there and not having fun doesn't sound like a lot of fun, to be honest. So um, yeah, just have fun with it. All right, Excellent perfect. advice and a nice clean run through the shootout. That's an easy win right there, right, Nicole? Yeah, it worked out great. Good stuff. Well, Robbie, thanks again, man. It's been fun getting to know you a little bit better and uh, getting to share some of your story and your path to Cleveland with the fans. I know they love hearing about all of your guys' journeys through the game. So thank you again so much for taking the time. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the end of this year, these last two games, and then a great season next year. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Well, that was a fun conversation. I learned a lot, Nicole, about a, a lot of things I had no idea about regarding Robbie Payne and uh, what he's up to away from hockey, what he was thinking about heading into this year, and uh, just why he's so happy that he stuck with the game, finding himself in the process this season to Cleveland, where he's going to play next year on an AHL deal. Fun chat with Robbie. I, I thought that was, you know, we didn't do a lot of prep with him before the conversation. So those were, you know, some genuine insights there. Good stuff. Yeah, you know, he was a natural. Definitely um, someone I knew when we were picking people to talk to, I think this was my chance like we were saying, to get to know him better. And he definitely did not disappoint. Nice to hear uh, some of his outside interests. I always enjoy learning those, but um, personally, just because I'm more of a small town person also, I, his interests really stood out to me. I think we'll have to get some lessons. Well, I think I just need to get on TikTok and check out B TikTok. I didn't know this was a thing, but no, apparently it is. He's going to be the next big star. It's just going to be Robbie Payne on B-Talk, and it's just, that's it. Then he'll take over. Well, uh, look forward to learning a lot about beekeeping from Robbie next year, but good stuff here from him this time. want to remind you guys one more time that the Monsters I View podcast is presented by PropSwap, and the NBA playoffs have arrived, and PropSwap is the best place to turn the hardwood into cold, 
hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams, then sell your bets whenever you want. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. So Nicole, to wrap it up, the Monsters have just two games left, as we've said, coming off a two-game uh, or, you know, sort trying to extend, I should say, a two-game winning streak on Wednesday in Lehigh Valley, Saturday against Grand Rapids at home on the last day of the season, the 30th of April. So really excited for those games. And for the Monsters this year, you can't have it all, right? You're not going to make the playoffs every season. So, you know, I know that that is leaving the fans wanting a little bit more this year, but I would just implore everybody, pay attention to these last couple of games. All the players are motivated playing for their own futures in some cases, or just trying to end the season on a positive note. And the team's playing as well as they have in weeks. So uh, we saw that here recently, looking forward to the last two games, but you know, there's a lot to still care about with this team throughout the end of the year. Don't you think? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I think if you really think about it, Robbie's perfect example of these games mean a lot, even if it's not into playoffs, you know, you said it too. Some guys are playing for their futures. You get a lot of, a lot of scouts, you get our front office you get a lot of people out here still so it's still a good competitive field to end out the year be nice to end with that four game winning streak we'll see it was uh great to deal with rochester the way the monsters did here last couple of games but uh, still what 120 more minutes of hockey left on the season so nicole thanks for everything another great episode today we want to send a big thank you out to robbie Payne for joining us and uh, informing us so much in this episode. Hope you, hopefully you guys enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed talking to Robbie. So thanks again, Nicole. Another great job and, and looking forward to uh, wrapping up the season here, perhaps with our next episode. We'll see. Yeah, sounds great. We'll see you then. Okay, that's Nicole DelVolano. I'm Tony Brown for Robbie Payne. Thanks again to him. This has been the Monsters Eye View podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next time on the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by PropSwap. So long, everybody. Yeah.